Good day to you. This is Greg Proctor of Victory Worship Center. I'm so pleased to have this time and this opportunity with you to share with you a series that we entitle From the Pastor's Desk. This is part of my morning devotions that I have with the Lord, and I feel led to share that with you because in these times with the Lord, it's an intimate encounter, and if you and I can learn how to draw closer to the Lord. The Bible says that when we draw nigh unto God, He'll draw nigh unto us. And the more intimate we can be with Him, the more you and I can be changed uh, into the image of Christ, the more that we can have His presence working in our lives. And so uh, the title of this devotion is Practicing His Presence. Practicing His Presence. See, you and I, we've been trained our whole life to practice what we see, to practice what we feel, to practice what we desire. The only problem with those things, they have to do completely and entirely with the temporal. They have to do with the flesh and the soul. But you and I, we are a spirit being and we have a soul, but were housed in this carnal, this flesh body. But those who worship the Lord, they must worship Him in spirit and in truth. And those who walk in the spirit, they learn how they shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. They learn how to please God. And so we've got to learn how to practice the presence of the Lord. And the way that we do that is that we learn how to put down what the flesh is saying. We learn to change what the soul realm is dealing with uh, by the power of the Word of God, by the presence of Jesus. And so we've just come out of the holiday season and we've started this new year. And it's a time where uh, there's usually a lot of confusion and there's a lot of questions. And when we look at around at uh, what is going on in our nation today, in the, in the world today, there's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of division there's a lot of fear. And so we need to learn how to practice his presence because one of the greatest tactics of the enemy is to get you and I yield to the feeling of loneliness, to the feeling of isolation. Because if we will yield to that, he will cause that to grow in our lives. And so I'm just going to speak from a place of honesty. I'm just going to open up the very curtain off my heart and share with you because I want to be a blessing to you. I want to help you because I feel like that I'm not the only one because uh, so many times in my life I have struggled with the feelings of, of loneliness, the feelings of isolation. And, and those feelings have been so powerful that they were almost overpowering. You see, it's, it's a, almost a catch-22 situation. Uh, the devil desires to swallow us, us up in these feelings because you and I were, were, were in a feeling, we're in a situation, we're in a moment. And, and, and those things are so contrary to what God would have for us. We, we've been created in Christ Jesus to be a part of God's family. But we've got to see that all things in your life, all things in my life, they begin and end with the Lord. And the more that we are alone with the Lord, 
the less chance of the devil has making us to accept the feelings of loneliness. See, I couldn't understand. Usually the times that I, I was in that place of the strongest island of isolation, the, 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 the greatest grip of loneliness was when I was in a crowd. And I wish you could see this image that I'm looking at. And it's a, it's a picture of, uh, of several people and they're sitting on these steps. The, some of them are communicating. Some of them are, uh, are holding hands. Some of them are, are sharing a beverage. Some are sharing a meal. But there's a lady. She's in the midst of this large group of people. And she's completely isolated, completely separated. And I believe right now under the sound of my voice that by the direction of the Holy Spirit, you've been brought to this particular podcast because you deal with these same feelings and you feel like that there's people all around you, but they don't know you. They don't understand you. And trust me, I understand how crippling that can be. I understand how devastating that can be. Uh, I've seen that work all through my family line. It's a curse of the enemy. And we've got to learn how to practice uh, being alone with the Lord where we recognize and realize that we may be by ourselves in the sense of from the world, but we're never alone from the presence of the Lord. So uh, in a crowd, exactly that's exactly where the devil plays on our weaknesses. In a crowd, that's where uh, the devil plays on our insecurities. But as I said just a moment ago, all things in your life, all things in my life, we have to make sure, we have to make the choice that they begin and they end with the Lord Jesus Christ. See, this takes the pressure off of us and it puts it on the one, the Lord, who can carry it. Moment by moment, we must learn to practice His presence. So everything is about Him in us. It's not about us in the world. It's not about somebody else being uh, for us or against us or somebody else being there because sometimes you are going to be alone from those in the natural, those in the physical. But I promise you, in and from the Word of God, you and I, we never have to be alone from His presence. We were created for fellowship with each other, yes, but that fellowship must first be supplied from our relationship in the Lord Jesus Christ. If that's not the case, it will not be long till you and I were running on empty because we're trying to fill up, we're trying to satisfy uh, something externally that can only be met, that can only be accomplished internally by the Holy Spirit in your spirit. So let's come back to a foundational truth. Open up your Bibles with me, if you would, to the great book of Psalms, Psalms 139. And for sake of time, you know, we, we have a short time together. We're just going to read verse number seven. Now in the King James, uh, it says, Whether shall I go from thy spirit? Or whether shall I flee from thy presence. This is what the psalmist David is asking. Now, let me read it to you in the New Living Translation. Uh, the New Living Translation says, I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. Don't you love that? 
the psalmist David uh, has given us by the Holy Spirit speaking in and through him. Uh, this is divine revelation. This is God breathed into the psalmist's life for you and I now. The psalmist David has given us by the Holy Spirit, in other words, a profound truth. What is that profound truth? That God's presence is always with us. Hallelujah. So the question, I have to step back and I have to steal my mind. I have to uh, calm my flesh and I have to ask myself, am I always with God? God's presence is always with me. But am I making the decision to always be with God? And the answer to that, of course, in my own life is no. See, otherwise, if I could say yes, then I wouldn't have these feelings of loneliness. I wouldn't have these feelings of isolation. They wouldn't be driving me to sadness. They wouldn't be causing me to be pulled away from everyone that God would have me to fellowship with. See, I know the Lord, you know the Lord in our own way. We hear the Lord's voice in our own understanding, in our own level of growth in him. And we're blessed to be a blessing to those around us in the family of God and, and those who would be called into the family of God. But the devil wants me to be so lonely, so isolated that I am out of step with the Spirit. I'm out of place. And if I'm not careful, I'm giving place. Ephesians 4.27 tells me not to, but I give place to the devil. So let's see what else the, the psalmist David taught us. Let, we're in Psalms 139. Let's turn to Psalm 16. Psalm 16, verse number 11 in the King James says, Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. O glory, in thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Now let's read it in the NLT. You will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. Now, let's think about that. We need to turn this into a prayer. Our prayer needs to be that there is, Father, I thank you. I come in agreement with your word. I pray your word. I decree your word. I can never be away from your presence. You're always with me, Father God. So in Jesus' name, I make a choice to always be with you. And since I am in your presence, I am full of joy. You're on the right hand of the Father, Jesus. And Ephesians tells me that I'm seated on your right hand. I'm seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. So at your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. So I have fullness of joy. I have the pleasures of the Lord. Why should I feel lonely? Why should I feel isolated? Those feelings are a lie. I have the word of God that brings faith. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So I decree it in Jesus' name. I'm practicing his presence when I say that. See, the Lord has made a place for each one of us in Him. You feel the anointing on that? That is an anointing word to destroy a yoke off of your life, off of my life right now, that the enemy would want to place on us to hinder us, to hurt us. Once again, 
The Lord has made a place for each of us in him. But the devil, he'll do anything and everything he can to keep us out of that place. Remember John fourteen six. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No man cometh unto the Father except through me. Jesus is that way. He's made a place for us, but he also taught us in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 7. Let's read verses 13 and 14. He taught us that there would be many obstacles that would be there by the enemy to keep you and I from entering in. So we've got to recognize that. And part of these obstacles are these feelings that the enemy gives us so he can hinder us, he can hurt us. Matthew chapter 7, verse number 13 says, red letter out of the mouth of Jesus, enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Verse 14, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way. Jesus is the way. Narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. So you and I, we've got to see that there's going to be obstacles there. And it's going to be easy to follow the way of the feelings. It's going to be easy. In other words, sure, it's going to hurt. I don't mean that. Don't misunderstand that. But I mean, just as it's easy for water to run downhill... It's easy for you and I just to to be at the place of the crowd. But God is calling us out of the place of the crowd. And he wants us to know that uh, we can move through these obstacles, uh, but it, it's going to take effort on your part. It's going to take effort on my part. We're going to have to labor, in other words. Hebrews chapter 4, let's read verse number 11. In the King James, it says, Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest. Jesus has rest for you. He has rest for me. Lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. And you can read the preceding verses to get the full context. But I I, I just want to show that we're going to have to labor. Let me read it to you in the contemporary English version. We should do our best to enter into that place of rest. It's going to take everything that you've got. It's going to take everything that I've got because we have just enough. Just enough to succeed because God's made sure that he's gave us grace and his grace is enough. So labor, do your best to fight through those obstacles and all of those things and know that you're going to, as you're doing that, you're practicing his presence. Because when the obstacles are there, the devil is trying to get you and I to yield to the feelings and to trust in them rather than trust in the reality that the Holy Spirit is in your spirit. He's in my spirit. Jesus made us a promise. In, in the the Gospel of John, let me turn over there. In John chapter 14, Jesus makes us a promise. He, he tells us, he said, uh, If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, just like Jesus that he may abide with you forever. Now look what he says in John fourteen seventeen. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. That Holy Spirit of truth is in you. The presence of, uh, of Jesus 
See, another comforter, one just like Jesus, abides in you. The only thing he does is uh, show you and I Jesus. He lifts up Jesus. And so we can practice this presence no matter what it feels like, no matter what it looks like. We have to do our best. We have to labor. Why is it that we work so hard for the things in the natural life to make our own way? Come on, we lose sleep. We lose relationships. Sometimes we even choose to sacrifice our health for the things in the natural. We've worked so hard for to get certain jobs or, or to have certain vacations or, or to have certain material things. But when it comes to the things of the spiritual, we simply roll over and say, well, if Jesus wanted me to have blank, you fill in the blank. Well, if Jesus wanted me to have this or that, then I would have it. No. What did we just read in Hebrews 4 and 11? That verse said that it commanded you and I to labor. The word labor is from a Greek word, spudadzo, and it means to use speed with effort that is very prompt, that has much diligence with it. That means the moment that you're being took out of the presence of the Lord, the moment that you're losing uh, the rest of the Lord, the moment that you feel peace leaving you, the moment that joy seems to be expiring in your life, in my life, we've got to use speed. We've got to put every effort. We've got to be diligent. So, and what could we say to sum it up in one sentence? What this means to us, when feelings to the contrary of Scripture happen, immediately we must resist them and we must embrace the truth. The Bible tells you and I to resist the devil and he will flee from us. But we can't resist the devil until we first submit unto God. We've got to do things in the order that's laid out for us. All of this is something for you and I to think about and to apply in our life. Let's close in prayer and with a decree. But if we can help you in any way, if you're battling depression, loneliness, loneliness, isolation, we're here to help you. Contact us. We would love to pray with you, love to minister uh, the Word of God in and, in and by the Spirit to your life. Let's close with this prayer and decree. Father God, in Jesus' name, I ask you to correct me and those who are listening now with a hearing ear by the power of the Spirit of God. Correct us in love. And when we start to believe a lie, when we start to accept a situation over Scripture, let that power of the Spirit of, of the living God, the Word of God, become real in us. Touch us in the moment by your Spirit so we can renew our minds with your truth. We decree today is a new day, and in you we're going to abide. In you we're going to have your presence because your presence and your pleasures and your fullness of joy is available to us and we will labor to enter in. For what Jesus has made possible to us, it's there, that rest, moment by moment. Right now, we command our emotional and our physical health to be restored by your truth, by your word in our lives Right now, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Remember, God's word, God's word will change your life.